Hey everybody, welcome to Artist Soapbox. Artist Soapbox is a podcast featuring triangle area artists talking about their work, their plans, their manifestos. I am your host, Tamara Kassane. Do you think of your art as a business? Do you think of the arts more broadly as a business sector of our community? Today I'm talking with Beth Yerksa, the Executive Director of Triangle Artworks. Beth Yerksa is Executive Director of Triangle Artworks, a nonprofit serving the arts as a business segment in the Triangle region of North Carolina. In this role, Beth works with other economic development, small business, and arts service organizations to ensure that Triangle artists have the resources they need to thrive and to increase the visibility and power of the arts community as a business segment. Through her work, Beth Yerksa is helping the broader community as well as the arts community itself to shift their view of the arts from charity to business sector. In this episode, Beth talks about the origin, purpose, and programming of Triangle Artworks. In particular, their newest professional development program, Artswell, and Artswell TV, which is located on YouTube. Please see the links in the show notes, enjoy this episode, and enjoy the videos on Artswell TV. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's a Saturday morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning, and I'm excited to talk with you about Triangle Artworks. For people who are unfamiliar, what is Triangle Artworks? Well, we are a nonprofit organization. We serve the arts community in sort of a unique way. That is, we serve the arts community in the Triangle as a business community. So that what that means is we look at them as a business community and try to figure out ways that we can help support them as a business community, um, get more tools and resources for them so they can thrive and advocate for them as a business community. We sort of work in a strange little area between arts organizations and small business support organizations and economic development organizations. So we're looking at the big picture for the arts as a business community and trying to figure out what they need to be seen as the vital community that they they are, to be recognized as the vital community they are and supported like that. So that's sort of the big picture of what we're doing. We can talk a little bit more about the specifics of what we do day to day. Yes, I would like to talk about that, but I want to poke at something that you mentioned just a little bit, and that is it's like a mindset shift, it seems to me. In some of the literature that you sent me, I read that part of the work is to shift the view of the arts from charity to the business sector. Could you talk a little bit about that mindset shift? Because I find that I bump up against that myself as an artist in the way that I think about my work. Yes. Well, one thing I will note is that a lot of people still think of us as a new organization, but we are coming into our, our 10th year as a nonprofit. And anyone that started a nonprofit knows that the first number of years are like the board trying to figure out what it's going to look like. So I say we've really been going good for about five years. And at the beginning, we ran into sort of some resistance, um, two reasons. One was because, as you know, the 
you know, the arts community tends to sort of be ignored. I mean, the the arts community is primarily small business and micro business and nonprofit. So they tend to be small, you know, sort of their people are in their studios, they're in rehearsal, they're working really hard and going home. Although it has a huge economic impact on our region and it has a huge cultural impact on our region. And, you know, the artists make this with economic development, people love to put up pictures on their websites of artists and of, you know, what a cool, hip, you know, vibrant uh, area we are largely because of the arts that's happening here. But they don't tend to think of them as a business community. And so when I, when we first started, went out and talked about this type of work, people were like, uh, what? The business leaders were like, but there's the arts council. They're, they're doing that. And we're like, no, not really. They're doing grants and they're doing programming, but no one's really looking at them as a business community and talking about them as businesses. And then the second, the shift we had a move was within the arts community itself. As you say, we would talk about, you know, the goal of our work and people would say, but I really don't think of myself as a, as a business. I, having done this work for a while, can see as we're talking to people and as we've started building programs and and building um, events, started seeing people, kind of lights go off in people's eyes like, oh, I get what you're doing and I get how you're trying to support us. And people sort of saying, yes, I need those, well, I need those tools. Like I need to learn how to that if I just did my accounting right, that I could manage my cash flow, that if I understood more about who my audience was and where they were, I could do my marketing better. Or if I go to an event where there's a lot of other people who work like I do and struggle alike I with the same struggles I do, I can learn something by you know by networking with them. And so we have reached a point as an organization where both the we feel both the small business and economic development community as well as the community we serve itself is really starting to get, oh, there's value in serving this community as a business community. And I will also say that, you know, when we started back in 2010, you know, I would go to big regional economic development meetings and because there were some really great supporters of us in the economic development community early on and would get us invited. And just just being in a room where all the other big business sectors were like real estate, law, healthcare, agriculture, uh, universities, all that. And we we would get to say, well, we serve the arts as a business sector. They, you could just see people in the room going, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you definitely feel that <laughs> slow forward, not fast forward to now. We, you know, we are now part of the we haven't been invited to be part of the statewide small business alliance and are working a lot with other organizations working on small business. We are very connected nationally. There's a lot of really people really paying attention to sort of what we're doing. You know, although I, I will absolutely say, you know, it is really what we're doing is still very small, but it, it is it is beginning to be very significant. The arts is a pretty big umbrella that a lot of different types of artists shelter under. Mm -hmm. How do you serve such a broad community with different needs and demands that their their art can place upon them? The easiest answer to that is, you know, we don't do everything. You know, we're not doing grants. We're not doing arts programming. That is, we don't do events where artists perform. That is, and, and and what's interesting is almost Every time we do an event, someone will say, well, you should have had someone performing it. Well, that's not what we do. I like to talk, think about that Maslow's hammer where 
they say the the theory is, you know, to someone with a hammer, everything is a nail. You know, that is what we're doing is we're building, and again, we only work in the five counties of Triangle. So Johnston, Wake, Durham, Orange, and Chatham. Although there, I will say that there are some outlying areas like Mebane and Saxabahal that are constantly saying we're part of the triangle <laughs> and we, we're not, we're not really, not been really, you know, specific about drawing the, drawing the lines. But the work that we are doing is primarily we spent the first number of years of building a central platform. We sort of built this website, the social media platform where we sort of said, everyone, if you consider yourself part of the arts sector, that if you work as a working artist, if you run an arts-based business, like a gallery or a venue or a craft store or a craft operation or metal fabrication shop or something, or if you're an arts administrator, that is, you work in a small or large arts organization, then if you consider yourself part of that sector, then look at this central place and we will start loading on this central place all the news that you need to in your work, job openings, local and national law changes that affect your work, new resources that have come up in the triangle, like, oh, there's a new clay studio, there's a new source for a new recording studio, there's a new source for X, Y, or Z. So, you know, we are loading all of that news in a central place so that people start looking towards this central, you know, platform for that sort of information. And then we start sort of loading information on there. So we do, as you well know, we do training workshops in the area of business for arts. We do networking events um, of all kinds. We do a big event every year called Smash, where everyone that works in the arts sector and the triangle is invited and comes to one place. And we have opportunities there for them to connect, share haves and needs um, to meet with resource people like lawyers and accountants and business consultants. And that big smash event is a becoming a huge event because not only does it give people opportunity to learn and connect, but it also allow what we're seeing happening is people coming out, just looking at us and saying, I didn't know that there could be this sort of thing for us. That is, I work in, I mean, I'm a visual artist who works in my studio and sells and and does shows, and I never felt a part of a bigger group. But I come to Smash, or I come to your events, and I feel like I'm part of this, the art sector. I feel like there's other people like me. I feel the power in that. I feel the support in that. They usually, a lot of people who work in the arts, usually if they're invited to something, they're being invited to provide, you know, often for free to provide the entertainment or whatever. But you know, we just serve them as a business community. So, so we're helping them become part of something bigger. <clears throat> and of course, the big picture of that is by having people look towards the central platform and having people come together as a group, that sort of builds our opportunity and our network to build the power in the community. When it comes to advocacy and when it comes to showing the broader business community how big and strong and important the arts is as a sector, creating that central platform has really helped us do that. That is, we're able to get information out to that the Triangle Arts community through that platform. So we're able to use that platform for advocacy, and we often do. But we're also able to, to use that platform and our position at the center of that platform, as I was saying at the very beginning, to go out into the broader local estate community and say, 
you know, look at this huge, vibrant community over there. They matter. They deserve respect as a business community. They they reserve, deserve money and support and all the benefits that every other business sector deserves. I'm wondering if you would like to talk more about some of the specific programs offered through Triangle Artworks or if we should shift into Artswell. And then at some point I'm going to ask about, okay, given the current COVID-19 situation, how yeah. how are we going to adapt as an arts business community? Where would you like to start? Well, as an aside, I make it clear that I'm founder of this organization and so I'm current, the current executive director. The total idea for this type of work is not mine. Leanne Wilder, who currently works for the Arts Council, she and I sort of saw the need when we were both working on this Raleigh Arts Commission and started, but we started looking around the country and saying, how are others in the country dealing with it? Certainly we're not the first person who said, who said, why is it so hard to be an artist? Why is there no organization providing business support and business advocacy for the arts community. And so we just all looking around the country and sure enough, there were. We, we were not the first ones to think of that. In fact, there's an organization called Springboard for the Arts in Minneapolis-St. Paul that has been going for years. And they have a you know multi-million dollar budget now and they do the whole state and do incredible programming. But there are also a lot of other programs around the country, Chicago Artist Resource in Chicago, Shunpike in Seattle, Austin Creative Alliance, um, C4 in Atlanta. There's just a lot of organizations and that we now and have been for years are very connected to and, and we share information with. When I founded the organization, as many people are well aware, we started with very little, very small budget and we have been building. And I'll tell you a little bit about that. So my background is in law. So, and thanks to Brandon Huffman, who is now um, our our board chair, who's a local lawyer at Odin Law and Media, he just sort of came to us and said, you know, I'd love to help y'all. I love this idea. I'd love to help you start building a group of lawyers to help you do this work. And so we have this group of lawyers came together seven years ago, called themselves Law Plus Artworks, which is a funny name. And they started doing these monthly programs and these monthly practicums. So they would do programs like how to read a contract or an artist contract. They would copyright programs, fair use programs, programs on legal issues related to photography and film. And and by having this sort of group of lawyers, we began to see the value of having, rather than a lot of other organizations out there in the triangle who do art service work, like the Arts Councils or VA or Durham Arts Guild, rather than them having to every time go out and find a lawyer, we just had this group of lawyers that we knew, one, were very smart and understood the issues related to being an artist. Most of them are artists themselves. And two, we know that they were very good at talking to and understanding the work of artists. So they were very popular programs. So we saw that sort of, we started about, about three years ago, realizing that model of the central resource group of experts was, was made a lot of sense. Um, and a number of years ago, we started, you know, adding marketing people, accountants, and other experts who started doing our programming. Like I said, having these sort of these central resource groups sort of on that, like living on our platform, as we, as I often say, that gave me as the director, um, anytime, we, so we are watching the arts as a business sector. And anytime we would see an issue bubble up, 
we would have this group of experts who we knew already understood the arts community and were good to talking good at talking to them. We had them able to rush in and create a program and fill that need. Well, and I also say we have another group that is based on Americans for the Arts. And for those of y'all don't know, Americans for the Arts is the national advocacy arts support uh, group that we are very involved in. And Americans for the Arts has a program called Emerging Arts Leaders. Uh, Emerging Arts Leaders National Program is primarily aimed at providing local sort of networks of arts administrators. That was kind of the main goal of that program. It is to sort of get younger arts administrators to get them to network and get them to learn without necessarily their bosses around. Our Emerging Arts Leaders group, which is called Triangle Emerging Arts Leaders or TEAL, is much like a lot of the other programs nationally and that they have started sort of broadening their focus and they are doing, they're including arts administrators, but they're also including local artists and they're not being very picky about that 35, you know, under 35 barrier. Um, so anyway, our teal group has started having lunch and learns once a month. And then the next month they do a happy hour. And then the next month they do a lunch and learn. Well, and I'll, I'll back up to say, so we've been doing a lot of the programming. We do it a lot out at our office at the RTP Frontier because that's very central in the in the triangle and it's lots of easy parking and so we've done a lot of programming there but we've also done programming around the triangle and we have often because we have these resource groups what is starting to happen is that other organizations are starting to come to us like the film festivals will say hey can you pull a program together for our film film festival or the you know the photography festival so we had teal was doing once a month programs and we had the other, you know, the law and artworks and the other resource groups that we had doing once a month programs. And some of the arts councils started coming to us and saying, you know, look, you know, we're supposed to be doing professional development for artists too, business professional development. And although it's in our mission, it is not something that we really have a staff person to do, or certainly the resources like you do. So can we partner with you? And after the second Arts Council came to us and said that, we sort of said, time out. <laughs> At that point, the staff was me and one very part-time person, and we just don't have the staff to start partnering with lots of Arts Councils. So, and the reason they were saying this is because they, all those, all the Arts Councils have in their mission to, to provide professional development, I mean, business professional development for artists, but but they didn't have necessarily the resources to do that quickly and easily and, and possibly not well. And we were developing all those resources. So I took a big step back and started thinking and talking with people about what, you know, a better way to do that. And <clears throat> to do that, we um, came up with this program called Artswell. The idea being if all of the arts councils and any other arts organization in the triangle that has in their mission to serve, to help artists and arts administrators thrive, if all of us came together and worked together, we could create a central platform to do artist professional development programming that was bigger and broader than any of us could do on our own. And the reason for that is one, because it would make it easier for the arts councils, but also any of us by ourselves, we were all sort of just doing, like we would do two programs a month, but we were really doing what we had, what our lawyers said, hey, how about let's do a copyright program. Let's do a, it's, you know, the spring. So let's do an accounting program so people can start planning for their taxes. We weren't really doing any long form programs 
like you see in other business sectors. For instance, you know, craft entrepreneurship is the best example because it's the first program we're rolling out. It's like, how do we get someone working in craft artists? And there's a huge rise in craft artists right now and in craft fairs. And it's a huge way for people working in the arts to make money and to, and to start a really functioning business. There were no programs here for a craft artists to drop into the program and learn everything they needed to do to run the business, like a, like a six or an eight session, actually curriculum-based program. Craft artists, for instance, could take an accounting program here or a marketing program there, but there was not any long-form programs. Um, same for things like music entrepreneurship, fundraising. There was a, For arts administrators, there was random fundraising programs, but there was no real, you know, let's learn to, be, to do fundraising for um, arts organizations so that what I was hearing from... Uh, senior arts administrators and arts organizations is that there was no pipeline for arts administrators. People maybe were had worked in an arts arts organization, but there was no one who was coming to them and applying for their development fundraising jobs that had any real skills and experience. So there's like, how do we build a pipeline of trained art, trained arts administrator uh, development people. So what we wanted to do was we went to the, to the other arts organizations and just sort of said that I, about two and a half years ago, I went all the arts organizations that I knew of point. There were I think eight of them, basically all the arts organizations. So Durham, Orange, Chatham, Raleigh, United Arts and Wake, you know, all those organizations pulled them all together. They all showed up and we said, what would it look like if we really started building the professional development program that the Triangle Arts community deserves? What if we all work together? You know, y'all, the theory being y'all put the little bit of money that you usually put towards professional development, you give to put towards the middle. We hire a full-time staff person who can really run this program the way it should be run and the way this community deserves. And, you know, we have all the connections and the small business community, economic development community with all the other disciplines. We can run this. They're all like, yeah, this is a great idea we're in. And in fact, the group of people who are sort of in on this has expanded to 11 because people were like, yeah, that's something like art space, um, Hillsborough Arts Council, State Arts Council. They're all like, I hear what you're doing. It's a great idea we're in. And um, so we went to Mary Duke Biddle Foundation uh, and said, we want to do this program. Let us help us uh, study and plan and create the program. They gave us a year long grant to do that work. We hired someone to do that research and development work for that program. We have spent the last six months to find and develop programming for Artswell. Once we came up with the plan, we went back to the partners, the 11 partners and said, here's our plan for the first year. Uh, first year, we're going to roll out just some, we're going to one, build this whole website that everybody can look at. And so if you're working in the triangle and you want to really up your business skills, you have one place to look. Um, and this will be at the Artswell website and the Artswell social media. And then we'll start just loading all these programs on there. And so you can go on there anytime and see what's coming for the next year. You can see whether or not there's, you know, what marketing programs are coming, what what long form entrepreneurship programs are coming, et cetera. We got a national um, pilot grant from um, Tremaine Foundation, which is um, the Emily H. Tremaine Foundation, which is a national family foundation that supports 
uh, individual artist training. They run also run a program called Artists Thrive, and they have helped us, you know, hire Loop Creative out of Durham. We they've started building the website. We have been working, and we've developed 19 programs for the launch in craft entrepreneurship, music entrepreneurship, arts administration, and and then we're doing a, like a, a regular business of arts programming with accountants and lawyers and things. Everything was ready. The website's almost ready. We were we were supposed to have launched that entire platform last Wednesday. Needless to say, that didn't happen. For instance, and a lot of people who follow us know that the craft entrepreneurship program, which it was greatly expanded thanks to um, a economic development grant from the city of Raleigh's Office of Economic Development and Innovation, that was already rolling out and and we were already almost half full on that, on registrations for that. So we have spent the last week, <laughs> week, week and a half figuring out what the heck to do about that. Obviously, we're not going to do in-person programs right now. And also, I know a lot of people are pivoting to just put their programs online. And and we will obviously be doing that um, as needed. But we also looked at what the real need right now was for the business sector. And we've been watching and listening through social media and through our contacts. And although certainly People will would like a long form art entrepreneurship program or maybe some some legal training. That's always good to have, and a lot of people have a lot of free time right now, and so maybe we, and we will be rolling some of that out later online. But what we really saw were well, we saw the first week of everyone just sort of going, "What the heck is all this?" And, but we're now starting to see people kind of kind of start to get their feet under them again and start to think about, well, what can I do? to take a step forward. Obviously, there's a lot of short, short-term um, issues being addressed with this COVID-19 situation. I know that arts, a lot of the arts organizations are creating emergency funds. I know we are working very closely with Arts North Carolina and Americans for the Arts and some other national organizations on these national and the statewide relief funds. Um, and we're working on the advocacy side on that, but we're letting them all take the lead in some of those things. We decided what we're going to work on, the piece that, again, the, the nail that our, you know, our hammer want, can hit best is how do we pivot Artswell to get people the skills and training they need today? People are saying, oh, well, I guess I've got to start selling online. I don't know how to do that. Or how do I do marketing online? Or how do I even, what mic do I even use if I'm recording online or what platforms are they and which are work for me and what are the legal issues in, in working online? And so we are, as we said, said pivoting to take Artswell um, online. We are calling it Artswell TV. It will launch, we hope to get up Monday. I think it's going to be Wednesday of next week. So Archwell TV will be on the YouTube platform um, because for us, that was the easiest and most flexible platform. On Archwell TV, we will be loading uh, three types of content. One, we will be low, we will be developing some longer form workshops where people can actually register and you know, be part of a, like a Zoom class or something on some of these skills. Those will take a little longer to, to to roll out, but we hope to have at least two of them out by Wednesday. 
We also, and probably most importantly for the short term, we will also be loading free 10 minutes and less tutorials on how to use Twitch to make money, how to convert your work to online so that people can come on Artswell TV and just let's say, I just really want to get in my head what skills I need, particularly in, I'm thinking about Twitch. Someone told me about Twitch, uh, for instance, and don't you know, I say Twitch as if I know what that is. I don't. You know people that do. So if you can go, you can sit on, on Archwell TV and just watch these 10 minute videos of people, local people. And I know you could go on the internet right now and watch a million videos on what Twitch is. But what we want to do, because what we've learned in our 10 years of doing this programming is that people learn best when they learn from people who understand who they are and where they are. People will learn better if they're learned people who are in their environment and in their region. And so we are collecting on on one of our playlists, like I said, these 10 minute tutorials. So you can just watch them and start to get the learning and the tools that you need. The other sort of playlist we're going to have is based on what the, another thing that we're seeing in the region. You know, we're seeing the need for new skills or to advance skills, but we're also seeing a lot of people out there just trying to figure out, and I'm, said this a lot in, in conversations lately, but how to where to put their right foot and then where to put their left foot. I mean, sometimes it is not, I need to know how to use Etsy. They really need to know like how to function when you have toddlers at home or how to function when you can't go to the office or how to function or how to even cope. And um, so we are also starting a playlist called What Works For Me? And it will be very short videos from local people, arts administrators and artists saying, you know, it's hard, but I tried this and this worked for me. Or, you know, even on simple things like how do you work with toddlers? Um, how do you work in a small house with, when your studio, you can't get to your studio? How do you just just coping skills, really? But coping skills, again, from people in the triangle who are facing it along with you. And a lot of this content, we are, you know, creating uh, a lot of original content, but we will also be sharing content created by other people around the region. For instance, yesterday, Prov. 1898 in Durham, um, Tivy Jones, who's sort of a marketing consultant, did a program on, you know, the tips for, you know, online for marketing and selling online. And it was a fabulous program and ve- with very great tools and tips and so when we saw it up we immediately said Tivy can we can you give us the video of this and can we load this in Archwell TV because it's a great program and they of course said sure we will be aggregating all of these tools on Archwell TV so that people can from their homes and wherever they are can just come on and get all this local content to help them move forward and then hopefully we'll start also, hopefully we won't be doing this forever, but, but we will also start loading some some regular old, you know, entrepreneurship craft classes. Right now, we're seeing the urgent need being more. What are the skills I need to pivot my work right now? And then we'll we'll absolutely be doing pro just our general business program online. But right now, we're wanting to get that really needed content up and a, a place people can find it. So should people go to the Triangle Artworks website and the, then they will be linked to your YouTube channel? Is that how people should access this content when it goes live? 
Yeah, we will. When it goes live, we will. If you look on our blog on the front page, and you will see a link to Artswell TV. I will also say, you know, as part of all this, our website is ten years old. People will notice when they go there. It is a very old WordPress website, and uh, we were supposed to have a whole new website go live on Wednesday. <laughs> And it would have had a whole page for Archwell and Welchwell would have had a whole page. But obviously that's not happening because everyone's world changed and our focus shifted to getting this content out and away from getting the website done. For now, yeah, go to our website at Archwell TV will be there or you can go directly to Archwell TV. We will also be posting a lot of these shorter programs directly on social media before they go to Archwell TV to live. So people will access them that way. But Archwell TV will be great for like if you're, you know, have a half an hour just to go to Archwell TV and just like soaking up this information. Wonderful. Thank you for all of that great information and for all of the work that you are doing for Triangle Area Artists. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to touch on before we wrap up? As I said, you know, Triangle Artworks has been around for 10 years, but it has been interesting in the last three years or so, how artists and small business, economic development, and other business leaders have really started understanding the value of the work we're doing. So we're very excited to see about, see this sort of shift and the support of our work and the recognition of our work. And we were really excited to have the new website and have that be sort of part of this, part of this growth. But I'm constantly amazed, I guess, just because we've been working so hard and we feel like so many people know about what we're doing. Um, I'm constantly amazed about the number of people that don't have never heard of us. One thing where the people that can help us is just sort of spread the word about the work we're doing here. And we are a nonprofit. We are doing this to support the um, Triangle Arts community. So it would be really helpful if people that learn about us and like our programming or like the... Now, we'll say if you go on the website, uh, if you look under our directories and our resources, we also have aggregated there all of this great content already on all the grant programs, all the arts and schools programs, all of the business resources, all the legal resources right there. So it's a great sort of website to look at, to find resources if you're working in the arts. You know, anytime that you think that the work we're doing is great, and if you find that work we're doing is great, it would be great if people could just help connect us out in the triangle and make sure that other people know about us and know about the resources and the tools that we have. That is an important one because it helps them out, but it also, the broader a community we build, the stronger we support our big, you know, big hairy goal, as they say, our big goal of bringing this whole community together around a center and bringing the power and the presence of the arts community um, and building the power and presence of the arts community so that our to support our advocacy work. That is, if the bigger the community we have that, that, that is around this center, the better we can work to make sure that the broader economic community, the legislature and other business um, communities in, in North Carolina recognize just how big and strong and important the arts community is. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for the conversation. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Thanks a lot for the work you're doing too. It's, it's, um, and congrats on the Piedmont Laureate. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. For more information, please see our website, artistsoapbox.org. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 